back to Defenders Voice. This is Dr. Paul. Thank you for joining us today. Please send me your questions to info at drpaul.org. Subscribe to this channel. Visit my website www.drpaul.org to subscribe to my podcast and learn about this ministry. Today's question is, how should we interpret sacred geometry? One interesting thing about ancient civilizations is they all practiced sacred geometry. Sumerians, Babylonians, Assyrians, Egyptians, Africans, Europeans, Indians, Mayans, Aztecs all observed the mathematics of nature and were astonished. They gave spiritual meaning to the mathematics of nature. So we call it sacred geometry. I made one entire video on mathematics of nature, the golden ratio, spirals, fractals, Fibonacci numbers, Waranai patterns. So you can watch that video to understand those beautiful concepts. One of the most eye-pleasing mathematical patterns is symmetry. In mathematics, an object or shape is symmetrical when it remains unchanged under different conditions. In rotational symmetry, for example, you rotate the object and it still keeps its shape. In bilateral symmetry, flipping an object keeps it unchanged. Life would be unthinkable without symmetry. We have watched the Tokyo Olympics recently. If you see a weightlifter, you see him or her lifting a 50 kilogram weight into the air. Symmetry helps to keep their arms in alignment, to distribute the weight equally over the body as they lift the weights. Nature is full of symmetrical objects. Human body is full of symmetries. Animals are full of symmetries. Look at all the beautiful butterflies flying around. They show symmetry. Look at the big horn sheep. They show spiral symmetry. Then plants and flowers, starfish, jellyfish, snowflakes, planets and stars. The list is endless. Symmetry not only pleases us aesthetically, it also gives harmony and balance to the objects. That is why some of the most beautiful buildings are based on symmetry. You can see many, many buildings. Look at uh, Baha'i House of Worship in New Delhi. You will see floral symmetry. Look at Taj Mahal. Look at Parthenon. Look at U.S. Congress. Look at St. Paul's Cathedral. Look at Notre Dame Cathedral. You will see beautiful bilateral symmetry. Also consider Sydney Opera House. You will see different shells of different sizes. They maintain their shape even as their size changes. That is similarity symmetry. You can maintain the shape even as the size and position changes. In other words, they are like fractals. So in that building, you see how fractals and symmetry come together in one building. If you go inside that opera house and listen to an opera, 
its music also reflects mathematical symmetries so music is another aspect in sacred geometry ancient civilizations saw mathematics embedded in music they realized that the sounds of music depend on mathematical proportions even the construction of musical instruments like guitars harps pianos depend on the golden ratio millennia ago pythagoras saw golden ratio in music greek philosopher aristotle wrote about pythagoras and his followers he said pythagoras realized that numbers governed musical harmonies he reasoned that if numbers underlie harmonious sounds they must be the basis of harmony of the universe at every level that's why today we call pythagoras the father of sacred geometry because he realized mathematics behind music and they ultimately point to the great musician god himself following that tradition european musicians like bach beethoven they also composed their music with mathematical patterns leonardo da vinci he believed by knowing the workings of the human body we can better understand the workings of the entire universe that is the philosophy behind his famous drawing vitruvian man the human body's ideal mathematical proportions point us to mathematical proportions that extend throughout the universe davinci created the illustrations for a book about mathematics written by Luca Pacioli around 1498 look at the title of the book the book is titled De Divina Proportione on the divine proportion on god's proportion da vinci believed in sacred geometry johannes kepler is known to us as a great mathematician who worked into the outer skies to find mathematical patterns among the heavenly bodies we have Kepler's laws of planetary motion. He reasoned that because God created the universe, there should be order in its workings. He also noted that on many types of trees, the leaves are aligned in a pattern that includes two Fibonacci numbers. So Kepler connected astronomy and botany via numbers. Sacred geometry was mainstream even in the western Europe until secularism dominated the scientific establishment in the modern age. Ancient civilizations did not try to suppress their spiritual feelings emanated from sacred geometry. Sumerians, Babylonians, Assyrians, Egyptians, Africans, Europeans, Indians, Chinese, Mayans, Aztecs all were astonished by mathematical patterns in nature and they looked at all mathematical proportions pervading in their surrounding nature they took them as divine proportions their religion and mathematics went hand in hand they were not talking to each other that is important to note ancient people were not communicating to each other let us take mayans and indians for example indians from india like myself they lived on opposite sides of the planet and they came to the same conclusion 
that there is a mathematical mind behind nature. Let us start with Mayans. They lived in the area that today make up southern Mexico, Guatemala, Belize and some parts of Honduras also. They built spectacular buildings, statues and pyramids. Some scholars devoted decades and decades of their life to study the Mayan civilization. Christopher Powell is one of them. His dissertation was on Mayan buildings. I gave the link below and read through it. It's very interesting. He says that Mayans monitored the movements of the sun, moon, planets, weather changes, flowering plants, migration patterns of birds and animals. And the Mayans wrote their sacred books like Dresden Codex using the golden ratio. They appropriated the natural patterns into the architecture of their houses, pyramids and temples. Independently of Indian mathematicians, they developed the concept of zero. They developed geometric shapes and incorporated them into their buildings. Christopher Powell shows how the golden mean shows up in Mayan buildings, sculptures, pyramids and buildings. They saw the hand of gods behind the mathematics of nature. The opening lines of the Papal verb, that is the Mayan creation document. It says that the gods made the four corners and the four sides. And then they halved the cord and they stretched the cord up into the sky and down to the earth. That is the formula making the golden mean rectangle from the square. The Mayans thought gods themselves using geometry in the creation of the universe. Down to the earth from heavens, the Mayans were imaged by the patterns they observed in the flowers. Their religious ceremonies prominently displayed flowers. Look at a sunflower, the golden ratio spirals, the Fibonacci sequence, the fractals, the symmetry, Varanai patterns. You find all of them in one place. The interconnectedness of all these beautiful mathematical patterns in one flower is just so amazing. One day Christopher Powell goes to a Mayan leader and asks him about the significance of flowers in Mayan culture. Let me quote his passage. He told me that the word flowery in Yucatec Maya meant sacred. He said that the human soul was a white flower and that one's ancestors and offspring were called flowers. He concluded by saying that his grandfather, who was also a shaman, and who had taught him how to use a measuring cord, had told him, Las formas de las flores son dentro nuestras casas. The shapes of the flowers are in our houses. So flowers meant a lot to Mayans, even to this day. Their ancestors are flowers, their souls are flowery, their children are flowery, their gods are flowery. The flowers showed them a creator's hand behind nature. They were not unlike Carolus Linnaeus, 
father of modern taxonomy, whose are numbers and flowers as the evidence of orderliness in God's creation. Linnaeus created the classification of plants, which later extended to all branches of science. Today, we classify everything that comes across us. We classify animals, we classify minerals, we classify bacteria, we classify viruses, we classify stars, we classify languages. It all started with classifying plants by Linnaeus. Then let us turn to Indian civilization. How Indian mathematics got into this. It was Ramanujam. There is an excellent movie, The Man Who Knew Infinity. Ramanujan studied under G.H. Hardy at Cambridge University. Ramanujan was a devout Hindu. His mentor, G.H. Hardy, was an ardent atheist. At both shared a conviction that truths of mathematics described a bright and clear universe. Ramanujan did not have formal training in mathematics. Surprisingly, he attracted the attention of Cambridge professor G.H. Hardy, who later invited him to Cambridge and became his mentor. Eventually, Ramanujan became the first Indian to hold a fellowship at Trinity College. So in this movie, I recently watched it, The Man Who Knew Infinity. One scene caught my attention. Ramanujan goes to beach with his wife and he asks her, what do you say? She replies, sand. Then he says, imagine. If we could look so closely, we could see each grain, each particle. You see, there are, there are patterns in everything. The color in light, the reflections on water, in maths, these patterns reveal themselves in the most incredible form. It is quite beautiful. The grains of the sand, the color in light, the reflections of water, they have patterns. The great mathematics of Ramanujan was born through observations of nature. He famously said, an equation for me has no meaning unless it expresses a thought of God. An equation for me has no meaning unless it expresses a thought of God. So if you look at Hindu temples today, they are replete with sacred geometry. Take for example, the Kajuraho group of monuments. They are famous for their erotic sculptures. But if you look carefully, you will find great mathematical pieces like magic squares over their doors and columns. Most of these temples were built between 885 AD and 1050 AD by the Chandala dynasty. The geometrical designs we see in the architecture of these temples reflect the central Hindu beliefs. The design is called Vastu Purusha Mandala. Mandala means circle. Purusha is the universal essence of Hinduism and Vastu means the dwelling structure. 
So the Hindu temple rises on a symmetrical, concentrically layered, self-repeating structures, fractals around the core of the temple, which is called Garbhagraha. The circle of mandala circumscribes the square. The square represents the divine perfection, while the circle represents human existence. The worshippers in these temples saw sex and mathematics as forces of divine in nature. As Indian mathematician Pengala describes, even Sanskrit poetry was organized along Fibonacci sequence. Indian music called Bharatanatyam is full of mathematical patterns. So Mayans and Indians, I mean I can talk about Egyptians and Greeks, so many other people for hours and hours. But the point is, Mayans and Indians, they saw the hand of the creator in the patterns hidden in nature around them. That is not surprising to us. That is exactly what the Bible teaches. Romans 1.20 says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. Apostle Paul wrote these words. He says, by observing things around us, we can see the invisible attributes of God, like God's wisdom, God's orderliness, God's power, God's aesthetics, God's harmony. Golden ratio is 1.618 dot 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 for infinity. So it reflects the infinite nature of God. We can see the infinite imagination of God in the golden ratio. Sadly, today's academia doesn't talk about sacred geometry. It turned it into secular geometry. It completely secularized the mathematics of nature. They look at nature through a Darwinian lens. They look at the mathematical patterns in nature and say, oh, it's an accident, it's an accident, it's an accident. There is no divine mind behind them. There is no intelligent design behind them. Nature made those patterns blindly. The Mayans or any other ancient people would have laughed at such an explanation. They would have found such explanations ridiculous and illogical. Nature has no mind. Nature has no objectives. To ascribe such qualities to lumps of matter is irrational. They point us to God. Entire human history before modern secularism arose looked at the numbers in nature and gave them a sacred meaning. Mayans gave a sacred significance to flowers. Jesus Christ our Lord said, Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. Jesus asks us to look at the flowers. God made them with such beauty that even great King Solomon cannot match them in their splendor. The psalmists in the Old Testament they reflected on the glory of divine creation and man's place in it. As we read in Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. 
when i look at your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have set in place what is the man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him that's from psalm chapter 8 the work of your fingers mathematics of nature certainly points us to the genius of artistry in the very fingers of god as pythagoras noted there is a mathematical harmony even in the science of the music we create the key word is harmony god brings harmony to the universe and also to our own lives so that is my answer to your question how to interpret sacred geometry sacred geometry only points us to the fact that there is a brilliant mathematician behind the universe basically we have two revelations natural revelation and special revelation sacred geometry is part of natural theology it is part of natural revelation god revealed his existence and his wisdom through nature we should also consider special revelation god speaks to us through his word through his prophets and later through the incarnation of our lord jesus christ that is special revelation god visited us in the person of jesus christ who lived a sinless holy and perfect life and went to the cross to die for our sins he was buried and rose again from the dead to give us the hope of eternal life we should believe in him as our lord and savior so don't stop with sacred geometry come to god himself the geometrician behind this great universe okay folks that's my answer please subscribe to our channel share your comments on this important uh, topic i would love to hear from you and also like this video okay thank you so much god bless you